Hello and welcome to a special edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. I'm recording this at the end of day four, the final day of the Brexit case, and want to take this opportunity to go over the respondents' key arguments. In the last episode, we focused on the government's case and noted that their main argument was based around the idea that on the international plane, it was for the government to act, whereas on the domestic plane, it was for the parliament to act. And so, in the case of EU treaty negotiations, and in particular the triggering of Article 50, it was up to the government to take that decision and to use the royal prerogative power to actually affect the triggering of Article 50. The respondents represented by Lord Panic in this particular case immediately hit back at this idea and acknowledged that while it is true that the government does act on the international plane and also that this was certainly true for entering the European Union, it is quite a different case for exiting the European Union and therefore Parliament should have a say in triggering Article 50. The basis for going against this constitutional rule focused on the European Communities Act 1972 itself and noted two things about it. Firstly, the argument went that this was a constitutional statute and so it was only Parliament that has the power to amend the British Constitution. Triggering Article 50 would ultimately have a huge impact on the British Constitution and so Parliament should have a say. The second argument focuses on the rights that were created upon passing the European Communities Act 1972. We have now been a member of the EU for around 40 years and during that time a lot of rights have been created through the use of directives and regulations at a European level. Triggering Article 50 and ultimately leaving the European Union would jeopardise a lot of those rights that people have acquired. It therefore makes sense that Parliament should have a say when people's rights are directly affected. So that gives you some idea as to the main thrust of the argument put forward by the respondents, but how does it stack up? What are the advantages and disadvantages? Well, I think one of the key advantages is that it's a constitutionally sound argument and possibly makes a lot more sense than the government's arguments. This might sound a little strange given our talk earlier about how it goes against the constitutional rule that it's the government that acts on the international plane, but taking into account the context of this constitutional amendment, i.e. removing us from a politically huge institution such as the EU and potentially affecting people's rights as well, I think that it's constitutionally sound to say that Parliament ought to have a say in this. You could also make a pretty solid argument around the idea of parliamentary sovereignty, that it should be Parliament that has the final say. Constitutionally, I think that this rule ought to take precedence. I guess that the second main advantage would be that this argument has already been very successful in the High Court. The respondents seem to win their case quite convincingly and the argument would follow, why would you change a winning formula? That's the advantages, but what are some of the maybe disadvantages that could scupper Gina Miller in this case? Well, part of the argument was to essentially put the burden of proof on the government. The argument went along the lines of, well, the statutes don't say that the royal prerogative does exist here, and therefore it means that Parliament should have a say. I'm not sure that logically this is the best argument to be making in front of the Supreme Court judges, And in fact, it seems to play into the government's hands and their core argument that there is a constitutional rule that the government should act on an international level. 
Secondly, there was maybe a little bit too much focus on the 1972 European Communities Act. This is something that Lord Panic got picked up on by the judges, and focusing on this piece of legislation where there is a lot of recent legislation on the topic was perhaps not the best idea. Overall, I guess that relying on relatively vague concepts such as the European Communities Act being a statute of constitutional importance is always going to be a little bit risky. But it does at least seem to me that these arguments do stack up into something a lot more substantive than they at first appear. Thinking about this in combination with the relatively comprehensive victory for the respondents during the High Court case, I would actually be very surprised if the government went on to win this in January. For me the most likely outcome is that the respondents will win, the mainstream media will have an absolute frenzy about the decision, and then once things settle down the government will have to pass a piece of legislation to go through Parliament that does actively trigger Article 50. I've seen this called the case of the decade and certainly looking at the media coverage it does feel a lot like that. But I do wonder whether we will view the case in the same way in 12 or even 6 months time. Ultimately the government is going to be able to get what it wants and we are going to trigger Article 50 in line with the referendum result in June of 2016. Although this case is of constitutional and legal importance, in terms of Brexit itself, this is very much just a speed bump along the road. Well, thank you very much for listening. Obviously, once the decision is published in January from the Supreme Court, I will try and report on that as soon as possible. In the meantime, I'm going to keep coming at you with um, other Supreme Court cases, as well as other cases from the English legal system. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, make sure to subscribe and also leave a review on iTunes as it really helps us. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, remember to give it a like comment what you think about the government's arguments and also the respondents arguments and also subscribe for more videos in the future. Thanks very much for listening. Bye!